What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 29 of The Overview. I'm Chamian V, and due to some technical difficulties we had earlier on the live broadcast, uh, I've had to edit the video a little bit, so hope you guys understand that. I just wanted to do the intros since well, you're not going to see them. So it's going to be myself, Chamian V, with my co-host Fishsticks, and our two guests, Flame and Zebosai from Team Misfits. So we're going to be jumping in a few minutes into the broadcast, but you're going to see all the good parts. All right, see ya. Okay, so let's see, where were we now? Uh, so we're t- um, yeah, so we were talking about the Korean thing. And Zebosai, what do you think about, like, I guess, what do you think about having, like, all these different tournaments? Um, obviously, there's a lot of things and a lot of choices for you guys to go to, but are you under the impression that you just like to see just very centralized tur- tournaments that, that pretty much show who the best team is at the moment? Uh, I don't know. Like as a player, I just want as many tournaments as possible. Of course, because cool. I'm sad we didn't get an invite to this, obviously. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, we can play at the Dreamac, we can play at MSI. We have plenty of tournaments as well. So I, I don't know. I'm just happy that we have a lot of tournaments in general. Right. Yeah. Lots of chances to win more prize. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, well, the the Chinese Open's been... Uh, that's kind of where Jason is. You guys were wondering where Jason's been the last week or two. He and Mitch are over there casting the APAC premiere, which starts this week. And this will be the first tournament where we actually see a combination of Asian teams and uh, some of the, the teams are over in the EU and NA. Because NRG and uh, Rogue are over there. So... We'll see how they match up. Rogue, obviously one of the top teams. NRG, um, you know, kind of up there too. So th- these will be good measuring sticks to see how uh, the Asian teams um, match up. But what do you guys think? I mean, do you, do you guys have you guys watched any of the Chinese teams or have any idea how how the teams are going to be doing? Uh, for me, the interesting storyline. Well, there's going to be a couple here, but uh, how how are the Chinese and the Korean teams going to stack up against each other? Because uh, I think it's still fair to say that. Uh, the Western teams have the edge uh, from everything I've heard so far in scrims and all that. Western teams certainly do continue to have that edge. But who's kind of ahead in Asia? Is it going to be China? Is it going to be Korea? Uh, Japan hasn't had great results yet, but there's a couple Japanese teams here, including pretty much like the biggest esports team in Japan. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be looking to see how the Asian teams shake out against each other. Um, but I, I think everyone already knows you can't sleep on korea so we're going to see them get better and better and better just so fast uh, but i think at this point there really hasn't been enough time uh, maybe by the time of world cup i know it's only like a month out now but by the time of the world cup i'm sure they're going to be practicing to uh to make their countries proud uh, but this should be a good tell of like where asia in general stacks up against each other mm-hmm. yeah. yeah absolutely flame zebesai you guys follow chinese overwatch at all well, I haven't really seen any of the games, but I heard from Rogue that uh, they're beating them quite easy at the moment. But like a big advantage they get now, they get to practice with MV, Rogue, Reunited. Yeah, absolutely. Like us in Europe, we don't have that much to practice against now. But we only really have Nip, Dignitas, Luminosity. And I don't know. It's really bad for us here, actually. Uh, same in NA. They lose a lot of practice time or good practice partners. At the same time, I think it'll even itself out, right? Like, if you assume, like, this is an assumption, but like, let's say, for instance, maybe all of the Eastern scene is just worse than the Western scene, like, in some form. Maybe their maybe their practice gets lower while NA catches up to the other two. Because you, you could argue, I mean, not NRG so much, but for Rogue and all the teams in Korea that are going over to Asia anyway to play, it might wind up in, like, a weird situation where they get worse 
or like their game their gameplay changes so much while like the West adapts. Like they're gonna become Eastern teams for three months. Like <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot mean. of it's like yeah. there's like a lot of different metas that are gonna have to clash eventually. And I'm kind of sad that there's not a bigger tournament yet with like maybe like top four teams from each region. That'd be cool. But um as far as this tournament goes, I think yeah, I agree with Ben. Like I'm more interested to see which region does better amongst themselves. And like you 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 go in there with like Rogue as like a top maybe like top four team in the world right now. Um, if you don't know anything about the Western Eastern scene, and then NRG is probably like top sixteen. So it'll give if they place in between each other, like it'll give a decent um, understanding of where the East is right now. Like maybe they yeah, stomp NRG but don't beat Rogue. Maybe they stomp Rogue and you're like, oh my god! Like there's a lot of different ways that <laughs> it's this pretty could go clear. And, it's pretty clear. Yeah, they yeah, that's what I mean. It, what happens? It'll yeah. give a good. The fact that it's two teams with different skill levels, I would say, between Rogue and Energy gives it a decent way to gauge at the end of the day, which I think is nice. Yeah. I, I would, it would have been great to see a completely different meta over there, you know, and, and just having it clash up, clash with uh, the, the Western meta over here. But, but it doesn't, well, yeah. sound like that's I think the, the, doesn't sound like that's the, the, what's, what's going on. And plus, they, they get to lot, watch a lot of odds of you guys. Where it's like I don't think that's happening vice versa right now. So um, if anything, you think they would have been prepared for what's happening with you know rogue or with with rogue strats and energy strats going over there. But doesn't you know, sound I mean, like it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think that they watched Misfits like massively destroy mostly. Like Misfits went on a crazy run during this E League tournament. Like they beat Rogue, they beat Nip, and then they beat Envy. Like it's a sick run. So I think that you're going to start seeing the Asian scene start running the Misfits comp for at least this tournament. Mm-hmm. Just as like, oh wow, this comp like this is strong. But um yeah, I, I'm more I would say that the meta definitely has room to shift. Like you saw even during E League the meta shifted. It went from like nano boosting Reinhardts to nano boosting Reapers. So maybe the Koreans will like ignore Anna altogether because both of them will be running it. I don't know. There's like some weird things that could happen in terms of that, but I think that the meta will definitely not be stale throughout this tournament at least. There's so much time too, like not for just this uh, APAC tournament, but for OGN too. Like, just there's so much time for patches. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Actually, I just realized it's Tuesday. Are we gonna see that uh, Ana nerf? Hopefully, the buff. You mean the buff? <laughs> the buff. <laughs> yeah, the buff. Exactly. The, the, the buff disguised as a potential nerf. Oh. Yeah. I really don't think the change to Ana will affect anything. Yeah. Like we would see it's the a same buff. Meta. It's just a buff. It's, it didn't change the match. The buff. <laughs> Oh, strong now it's crazy yeah yeah that's true it is tuesday I, I didn't see an update though i was i was on the client like a little bit earlier but didn't see see anything but um yeah that would that'd be pretty interesting to see what happens there too uh, with them playing in the apac premier league they can still play other tournaments right like it, as long as they're online right i forget if ogn is exclusive like that where they literally can't do anything while they're doing i don't that. think they're gonna bother anyway like i'm pretty sure ogn is so intense in terms of its timing that like there's no way that they're gonna even think about traveling. Mm, that's a good point. And like, so it's I don't know. Like yeah. even for them to come back from BlitzCon, like you have to fly to Korea, or you fly to China, then you have to fly to Korea, then you have to fly back to Cali for BlitzCon, and then you have to fly back to Korea. And some of these teams have players that aren't even in BlitzCon. So like think about that. You're flying back and forth, and then half your team is playing, half your team isn't. Like what? Like that sounds like <laughs> such a. It's gonna be such a long three months for some of these players. Yeah, three months too. It, it, there's no visa issues for three months, I guess, in, in Korea. 
I guess not. Wow. I mean, Korea represents, or Korea has a better understanding of esports, I would say, than most yeah, countries. Yeah, that's, right? that's probably so. true. Their, their policy is probably a lot less strict than here. Um, all right. Well, definitely excited to see it. I can't wait to see Doa and, and Monty cast it, too. It's going to be great to see those guys, obviously, casting Overwatch for the first time. Even more casters on the scene <laughs> than we've seen already. Every uh, community, like which community? I know. It's like casters haven't switched to Overwatch at this point. It's, it's going to be like the all star totally of the all stars. Every shooter. <laughs> and now League. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, why don't we jump into Overwatch Open? That, that was pretty much what uh, most of this episode was going to be about. And um, the Overwatch, you know, Overwatch Open obviously concluded on Friday uh, on TV, which was like super exciting. But. Um, the players were at the studio all week long, so it wasn't just, you know, they just showed up for that one game. They, they were pretty much there the entire time, and kind of want to get a sense of just how that was for you, Zebesai. Uh, just the whole experience of, of hanging out, I guess, in Atlanta at the studios. Obviously, they didn't play every day, but but you were there at least. What was that like? We pretty much ended up playing every day, because we arrived as the NA section was done. They were traveling back. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, you did, guys. When we yeah. arrived. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, it was a great tournament. The E-League took super well care of us. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Gamescom was also great. They took care of us very good, but E-League was just another level. It was crazy. Like, we only really had folks on playing. It was just a great tournament overall. Players only focusing on play- playing? Wow, that's like a <laughs> <laughs> novel concept. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, the, the studio looked impressive, at least from TV and from the stream. So I was... Was it that impressive live? I bet you it was, I mean, the computers and everything. I mean, was just everything ama- amazing? I'm mean, Because, you know, obviously from this production standpoint, I feel like they can show a lot of stuff sometimes that you guys don't actually get to see because you're actually live and and um, maybe, you know, just getting, sh- at least your perspective of things is nothing like ours. So how did it feel being in that studio? Oh, no, the, the studio was great. Like, we had a bit of a tour around the area, like the NBA studio and, yeah, like the E League one was twice as big as anything else. Like it was really, really big. I can imagine studio. the control room. The control room must have been awesome to see with with uh, all the obs and all the screens and everything, right? I never got to see that. Oh, so you didn't. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> he okay. didn't tech. He didn't tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, what'd you guys think? At least from the standpoint of uh, being at home and just watching online and and uh, on TV. Dude, I mean, these guys are true professionals. Everyone who's worked with E-League mm-hmm. has had nothing but the most positive glowing reviews for the staff, for the environment, the production value, absolutely everything. The set looks amazing. Uh, and it goes so much even further beyond all of those things. It's the sponsors that are tied into it. They have really great custom commercials that they play during the ad breaks. It just shows you, you know, on one hand, I... I myself along with a lot of other people just say we don't need tv we're esports we have you know we have online we this is the future we know what we're doing we control our destiny all all this is great and true to an extent but we still don't have the experience that turner does like tbs knows how to put on an incredible broadcast they know how to integrate the sponsors the the just everything (laughs) a to z uh they they have it better than we do so we gotta we got a ways to go still yeah. yeah, and I guess back to what Skipjack, or not Skipjack, what Zeva was saying is that um, I had Skipjack on my mind because I'm reading the thing. Um, for back to what Zeva was saying, like it was nice, especially for the players to go in with having had, like with Ely having had so much experience with CSGO already, like any kinks that would have been in a tournament, CSGO's probably already ran into. So like they know how to get the players treated, like what the players need, how the computer should be set up, like all of that. And like I think that that experience really 
shown through. Like they did a really good job. And like just from a production standpoint, I was really impressed. Like the entire tournament was ran pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, all the commercials, all of the videos that they showed, all of the every, like everything just flowed. And I've never watched a tournament. Like I can't remember a tournament that I've ever watched in any game where all I had to wait was like five or six minutes between matches, mm-hmm. even when they were swapping teams out. Like that was impressive as anything to me was just the fact that I didn't have to sit around waiting. Like sometimes you'll watch Dota or CS and be like, all right, guys, 30 minute cooldown for the next team. Like, no, this was like bang, 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 like just constantly playing. And like, that was what I think made this entire production so impressive. I think like apart from the like first day for the enemy teams, like the pieces were apparently bad on the stage. Like they had really bad FPS. Apart from that, I don't think there was anything because they swapped those out uh, like as soon as they heard about it. Yeah, oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. That's too bad. <clears throat> yeah, we. I think we talked about last last episode, but yeah, but when we were talking about that, that came up too. They just swapped them out instantly, and then it wasn't an issue after that. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that uh, the the downtime, especially on the last day, was just like super fast. Like even the analyst, the analyst didn't get a chance to an, analyze some of the games because it was so quick. Um, but but yeah, overall, I think it was it was it was definitely uh, the best that we've seen by a long shot. It's not even I don't think anything is close. Just because they have that awesome studio and everything, you know, just all those resources dedicated to it. Um, but let's talk about the games. So um, we we talked about NA just the last episode, and we were kind of previewing EU. Uh, so, but so let's. Let, I guess let's talk about the EU uh, bracket as well as just the finals. And um, for me, I, I thought the series that of the of the the tournament was actually in the EU finals between you guys, uh, you guys and Rogue. I thought it was better than the finals, uh, the grand finals themselves. And uh, so I just want to see what everybody's, you know, I guess whatever I thought about the EU group results first. Flame, what do you think? Um, I mean, so like last week you asked me for Preds and I had Misfits, I guess, out because I was like, oh, they're running with a sub and rib yeah, like, and Hidan's new. So like, yeah. how are they actually going to perform? But what was nice to see was that Misfits, I mean, Zeb was obviously here, but they just took the game and did whatever they wanted. You know, like they had a plan and they stuck to it and it just shone through. Like everything that they did was, it just looks so calculated. And um, that was really nice to see. I wonder actually how much of an advantage they had just because of how good Europe looks right now over Envy. Just like if Envy had gotten to play in that Euro side of the bracket, like what would the outcome have been is something that I would have wanted to watch because I felt like, and I don't know how Envy was for that entire week, but Envy was sitting around for a week before the uh, finals. It wasn't a week, but yeah, it was like it was two or three days or something like that, right? It was like four days, I think. But either way, I guess my point being, like, Misfits came in and, like, they had a plan and they just, they stuck to it and it worked. And I thought that that was the coolest part of the tournament because everyone came in thinking Nip and Rogue were going to be favorites. Mm-hmm. And even I thought Nip were going to be favorites. Uh, but Misfits just came in and beat both of them, like, back to back. Like, that was incredible, I think. Yeah, that uh, the EU finals was incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was losing my mind <laughs> watching that. <laughs> it was such a close nail-biting game. Um really 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 fun uh, uh but yeah I, I if you watched any of ow open it's it almost seems redundant to even bring it up because you already know but holy crap anna and reaper just was the entire story of like the meta this tournament um and i mean i'd turn it to zebosai obviously to to get your feedback on like why you think that maybe was um how how did that strategy really come into play like who started doing it first? And it seems like you, obviously you guys had it really perfected, uh, constantly on a boosting reapers coming from flanks, wiping entire teams like several times per map. Um, it's almost, I, I, I almost feel like we've never seen a strategy 
dominate like we saw the uh, the Reaper dominate in this OW Opens. So, um, Zebosai, I mean, I would just ask you, I mean, why do you think the strategy is so strong and uh, and dominated the whole tournament? Uh, the key thing for us, I think, was we lost to NIP in like an online cup. Uh, like a week prior to the event. So then we swapped the, our comp totally and we went with this Reaper May thing. And like, we, I don't know, we haven't seen any other teams do it, but like plenty of them did it at the event. Like I know Rogue had practiced prior to that too. So mm-hmm. I don't know, like it just, the Reaper is so powerful. Like you shield him, you speed boost him, you get the Ana boost. He, he doesn't die, he just rips through targets. And yeah. with like a May wall, you can isolate certain targets too. So, I don't know, it's just crazy, but it's, kind of stupid too in my opinion. <laughs> yeah i mean to go off that too when you consider the damage reduction from the nano boost and then you add the fact that reaper yeah. heals are like 50 hp every time he gets a kill it's like him it, it like every time he gets a kill he gets an extra 50 hp that now has 50 percent damage reduction it's extra 75 health essentially for each <laughs> soul that he picks up and then it's also the ease right like it's an easy combo right like you just say yourself you just go in you know boost the reaper put a bubble on him and then pray like oh yeah like, like, and you don't even have to pray it's like it's like you roll a dice that you know is weighted like i, I, I shot go my team like and uh, when i see we have ana boost and reaper it's like okay we won this fight. let's think about the next one. <laughs> wow. it's pretty much that way oh like, man wow. but like the only counter is the stun and the sleep yeah and it's really hard to pull off like envy did a great job with that but yeah, uh, apart were. from that game uh like it's really hard to hit that. Yeah. Oh, well, I think people are going to start focusing on that too. I mean, you're. I think you're going to start seeing some counters to it with with like those two. The, the thing is, though, like we started the versus rogue. We went into it like saying, okay, let's save stun for the nano boosted repair. But then, like, if you don't hit it, you kind of just wa- wasted this ult that has such a big impact. So we just started like just stun whenever and get other kills while he like gets three, four kills with his reaper because we can't really stop it. Like, just ignore that, fight the others. That's kind of the mentality we had towards them. Well, the damage output in such a short period of time is insane with Reaper in that ultimate. Not to, and then he's mobile too, which is, which is crazy. Yeah, definitely crazy. There was a fight in the grand finals on King's Row, and like I'm not gonna forget it because it was so ridiculous. Um, I think they nano boosted soon, and soon got slept, like and nuked by the Anna, and then wound up like getting up with 40 HP and hits his. <laughs> his um death blossom like in like literally four or five frames he gets a triple kill as he dies yeah, I, it wasn't even long enough for anyone to think about the fact that he had death blossom like i don't even think he got a full spin-off on his hero like that's how fast he got a triple kill and i was thinking to myself like wow there was even a fight too i think like between i think it was phase and rogue on like gibraltar where phase like completely destroyed them in a team fight but then it didn't matter like they had four ults i think phase had four ults but <laughs> they nano boosted a reaper on top of them and just wiped them instantly and you're just thinking to yourself like man i would feel so bad if i was on that team like just watching this happen to me it's just un- it's so bad well, it's, like, cra- it's just unfortunate i guess it's crazy they can still get up and still have the boost like for a little bit period of time i saw that even in the i think misfits rogue um i forgot who it was but it de- definitely the reaper got i think it's soon it was, it was soon that got slept or or was it to be, one of them, anyways, they got slept and they got up and they still, I don't even think they even blossomed. They still got up and were able to kill like two two guys after that, which is like crazy. You know, like that, that shouldn't last that long. Yeah, so. Like the thing is, you can't even like react with a supportable to counter it. Because like if he's on you, you'll die before you get it off, especially mm-hmm. with Lucio. Yeah. Like you gotta see it coming and then like use the ult. Uh, it's just, it's so fast. It's crazy. 
People yeah. have a, I don't know, everyone's talking about like, oh, nerf Anna, nerf Anna. I feel like the issue with Anna, like more than anything, is the fact that you can't do anything about the nano boost. Like there's no cast time on it. It's just like, okay, I'm hitting Q and this guy's nano boosted. It's like the same yeah. problem I think people had with Mercy at the beginning. I mean, even now people still have Mercy where like, there's no real way to interrupt the Mercy res. It's just like, there's no real way to interrupt the nano boost. It's just like, this is happening and you have to deal with it. And it's on that, in that instance, like, I don't know what you're supposed to do. Like you could again, what he said with the Lucio. Like if you hear it coming, there's no point in even dropping the beat because you'll lose all the damage on the shields before you even get it off. <laughs> if you get it off, so exactly. No, I think it's worse than the Mercy thing. In my because with Mercy, it's it's one of those things where you you react to it. You you, have, you can react to it because it happens sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I mean with the Anna thing, it, it's it's pre-battle. With Mercy, it's either during the battle or, or near the end of the battle. So, you know, killing her is, is, you know, when you're killing, when you're battling, you know killing her is a high priority in that instance. Whereas with mm-hmm. Ana, it's just like high priority, I guess, is killing her before, you know, the others get ultimate. And that, that's definitely a lot harder to do because sometimes you can't even find But she's a sniper and she can exactly. stay so far away. Exactly. And, just so. like- and if you get close to her, she might sleep you and then you're dead. Like, right. there's so many problems, I think. And just in the survivability of that hero, too, like that nuke is so strong like someone gets close to you throw it at the ground suddenly you're full health and they can't heal at all yeah um it's there's a lot of things and i think we saw some i thought we i think we saw some play and some plays that were probably um seemed a lot out of sync or whatnot where people were were trying to dive at Anna's early you know like especially in the finals you know we were seeing a lot of winston's diving at Anna's early so um, winston the easiest target to sleep ever <laughs> i know right oh my gosh that's, that's definitely uh, crazy um well i, I do want to talk a little bit more about just uh the the tournament uh results in general yeah. and, mm-hmm. and some of the other things but i i also want to just throw this out since we are de- delving into the meta i had this idea uh for on a boost what if it what if it gave like even more survivability but like no damage buff at all that's kind of what I wanted, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. I like the idea of the damage reduction. Like, I like the idea of making one hero super tanky. Hmm. I just, I don't like the idea of the um, yeah. damage. Yeah, the thing like, is, I, why would you ever use it? Then? Like, if you can just, you make your Rhino more tanky, why not just go with a Sniata to heal the whole team with your... Well, there's definitely heroes that benefit from bonus HP, right? Like, imagine Nano boosting a Tracer, and she just suddenly has, like, 250 effective HP or something. Like, yeah, if, but- if it made it more tanky... I mean, it's, I'm not saying it'd be great, but even if, like... I would think of it more in, like, terms of if it was, like, Shallow Grave, I think that that would be awesome. Hmm. I don't like the idea of adding more damage to this game. I think that there's already too much damage in this game, to be honest with you. Well, um, I think they originally balanced the characters based on... You know, a a set number of of damage coming out from ultimates or whatnot. So when you when you add a booster to it, I think it does potentially throw off a lot of balance, and I think that's what we're seeing, right? If if they for I some mean, reason miss it, think about a character like Reaper. Up close and personal, Reaper does an insane amount of damage without <laughs> yeah, any boost exactly. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I actually feel like this could make the Ana boost a more interesting tr- strategic move rather than just like I'm going to wipe the entire team. It's I'm going to make this Reaper have a crap ton more HP, maybe even more than he gets currently with the with the. Would he still like, have the speed the boost? But, but like, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he still could have the speed damage. Boost. I think the speed boost would still be fine. Have have the boost and the the damage reduction. I don't know. That's just my idea. I wanted to throw it out there. I don't know. I just feel like yeah, it just end up like say none boosted Reaper, you just ignore that guy. Like you push him away a bit and then just go for the others because there's no point to focus him and he can't. Like, you can kill one two, maybe, but you can trade those kills in the meantime. But the, with the mm-hmm. speed boost, you obviously can get up close, and then it's a lot 
rougher to deal with. But I mean, you, you know, right? You're playing like Lucio, and then suddenly a Nano Booster Reinhardt comes at you, and you can't even speed boost away. Like, that's the most yeah, frustrating yeah. thing, I think. But I only think the Ana ulti is, like, broken with the Reaper. Because, like, when it's the Reinhardt, yeah. it's a big target. You can boop him around corners, and he has to melee range. You have the sleep, it's easy to hit on him. The pin is easy to hit on him. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And we can even, like, freeze him quite easily with the Mei, because mm-hmm. he has to melee, so... Yeah. It's just with the Reaper, it's totally broken because you can't touch him. Like, he's so fast. There's no way. Got it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, well, I think it's maybe time to segue a little bit and just talk about uh, your run through the tournament. Um, and particularly, there's a huge elephant in the room that I, I, I want to put you on the spot, man. And I, I apologize for doing it. But you're playing with two stand ins. Basically, Hidan's trialing right now for the team. But you had Ribbon for Skipjack. <laughs> Uh, and obviously you guys win uh, with with two stand-ins, or I guess hit-ons, not stand-in anymore. Uh, but uh, just putting you on the spot, you know, is is, is Rib on the team? Are, are you, are you going to, you know, skip Jack back as soon as he's available? Like, what's the deal? Uh, no, Rib is not in. Skip is already playing with us. We played, like, an online cup yesterday, and we're playing with Skip. But, like, what happened was Sapri decided to quit, like, maybe two, three weeks prior to the event. So we started trialing people, and we trialed two guys first, but they couldn't get a passport in time because we were flying out for a boot camp. Mm-hmm. And in uh, France, it takes a long time. But luckily for us, Gidan could go to Portugal <laughs> to get his passport in time. So he got it, like, nice. one, two days before we traveled, and then we could go with him. And then, like, a bit after that, Skip said that he couldn't attend. So, like, I played a lot with Rib in TF2, and we also played with him in Impulse 11 early in an Overwatch. So I'd, like... As soon as Skip said he wasn't available, I just talked to Rib right away. And luckily for us, his team died at the same time, so he could attend. Yeah, I mean, uh, as a caster, we, we always were impressed with Skipjack and his Reinhardt play. Uh, but all of a sudden, you're playing with Rib as a stand-in, and, and you take the biggest tournament in Overwatch history. I mean, that's got to feel pretty good for him. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know he's getting a lot of offers, so I'm very happy for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get picked up <laughs> within 24 hours. <laughs> yes, <probably>. exactly. <laughs> I'd be shocked otherwise. He played well too. Uh, de- definitely making a lot of plays during the game. Oh, during the- such a clutch uh, land play. It was the same story in TF2. Mm-hmm. I always took him for land events because he's so clutch at uh, events. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Oh, yeah, when people came in, like, um, and they were like, "Oh, who's Ribbon? Who's Zebos?" I was like, "Rib is one of the best <laughs> land demo men that like I've ever yeah. played TF2. Like, this guy knows his way around the computer. Um, he clutched so hard for you too. On like King's Raw, I remember you guys. It was like you guys had lost the fight. I think soon was dead. And he hits like a three man Earth Shatter in the middle of six people. Like, yeah, I remember that moment. It was the I was clutchest like, thing in the. It was the clutchest thing I've ever seen because you guys might have actually lost if he didn't. Yeah, do yeah. It. like I had beat up, but I was running out, and then Rib just. I called his stun, so I ran back in fast and beat it. Like mm-hmm. I, it was lost. It was, it was, lost it was sure. actually insane. But if you look back at the vods, like every time we won, it's always a rib, mm-hmm. the, like big stun. Like versus Rogue, he had a big stun. Versus Envy, he killed the trace towards the end. Nip, he had a big stun towards the end. It's all. It was always a rib towards the winning moment, or like just the end of the game. Yeah. And then Hidan, like he clutched so hard too, like. Everyone, when they needed to play huge, like, they did play huge. And I think that that was what made your guys run a lot more impressive than other teams. Like, you guys were consistently good, but then when it came down to the wire, you guys always came out on top. Like, someone always made a huge play. Like, Kadan hit those two sleep darts against Rogue on Hollywood, and you're like, oh, God, like, what did I just see? And then Rib hits that Earth Shatter on King's Row, and you're like, 
geez, like, how do you beat this? Like, how do you get more clutch than these players? I think that that was the... Yeah. Really yeah I think cool our lineup is just right. very mechanically strong compared yeah. to others. Like, I think Rogue, you can compare those, or, like, the players are also very mechanically strong, but apart from that, I think we're ahead of the other teams. Yeah, that's true. So what was your favorite series, Dad? Um, I don't know. And I don't know. I keep thinking about back to the NAP one, because, like, going into it, and also playing it, it was so rough. Because we had played them online, and we got pretty much stomped mm -hmm. so we swapped our comps and like we practiced with this for a week and like those games like i don't know if you like gibraltar we get to the second stage with like two seconds remaining and <laughs> cap it in overtime and then we managed to cap it out like and obviously rogue was also insane but versus rogue it's not that strategical because it's like we both run this reaper thing yeah so we just kind of take fights and we go in and like whoever like hits more shots, wins kind of. But with Nip, it's a lot more strategical. So mm -hmm. that's why it stands out in my mind, I think. Yeah, you guys did a really good job of shutting down Himzy like towards the later in that tournament. Yeah, uh, in yeah. that series, rather. Like that whole team, I mean, I don't want to say they revolve around Himzy, but him, you know what Himzy's going to run, right? Like, you know he's going to be the Roadhog every single time you play them. And I think you guys like were the first team to just remove him from the game because your comp was so good at it. Like, maybe Rosaria can just remove a Roadhog. Like, it's not that difficult. And you guys have, like, the best, I would say, Nevix played, like, the best May in the tournament. Soon yeah, probably awesome. had, like, some of the best hit scan in the tournament. Mm -hmm. And then Crew is, like, arguably one of the best Zarya's in the world. So, like, everyone just, it just, it, I think it was, like, a perfect storm, especially against Nip. Like, that comp works so well. And then you were like, okay, this comp's working. Let's just keep running it. And yeah, like, the thing is, we, when we play them online, we try to, like, you can deal with it two ways, I guess. Either, like, you dive the Ana and kill her fast. And then kill the tanks slowly because they don't really have DPS. Like you can't really die to the tanks. They don't have enough DPS uh, without mm -hmm. the nano boost. Mm -hmm. But like it's so rough because Nip plays such a good team game, so they all play uh, together. So he just throws the bomb on top of everyone, and we can't really kill on it in time. So we uh, just ended up like soon when Tracer just basically distract the Ana while we have like a Reaper Saria May or something just killing the Rodo real fast. It was mm -hmm. always to focus on the Rodo because Himse is so so good with that hero. Yeah, there was so much talk about just the nip, you know, the 3-3 three, three and the 4-2 coming into the tournament. And then in the end, I mean, we didn't see any of it, which was, was kind of kind of interesting just seeing the meta change there. And it sounded like... Well, the teams... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, the teams that ran it got dealt with early, right? Like, yeah. what happened to Reunited in that tournament? Like, they didn't perform. Like, I mean, they lost the clutch game, a close game to FaZe, but no one really expected that, I think. And I felt like you guys taking Nip out like when you did was another just wake up call to the scene. Like, okay, Nip's comp is not unbeatable. Like this team just <laughs> handled them. And then as, as you guys saw, like the nano booster Reaper, once you guys did it a few times, everyone was doing it. It's like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And the thing is with, like, if you play the free free, when you have the Sinatra in it too, like then you can play like more divey comps because they have a lot of squished targets. But when you play the four, two that Nip started doing towards the end, mm -hmm. You can't really dive the support. You don't kill them fast enough. Cause, and the monkey just kills your Genji because you have to have a Genji to dive them. So then like, we just went with this May Reaper thing instead. Because then you can kind of isolate. Even like a monkey is great because monkey can just bubble like their enemy Roadhog. And then yeah. Ana can't heal him. Right. Like You can just block his yeah. vision with walls and Rhino uh, shields, monkey uh, bubbles, stuff like that. So. Yeah, people didn't talk enough about the, the May, I think, about like just how good it is against Ana in general, because if you put the wall up, you can just stop heals on whatever that front target is that you get walled yeah. off, and like it's actually really strong. Mm -hmm. All right, and I guess in the end, like how you, you know, the finals, like uh, what were your thoughts on the finals? I mean, I, I just felt like 
you guys were playing pretty much as solid as you were playing the entire series, but I feel like Envy was just a, a little, just not really themselves. And Flame, I, I think you were getting at it a little bit that they they had a big break, and um, you know, it, it is one thing sometimes when you have like you know you're, you're off like a few days, and then you come in to 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 play like the grand finals, and you're just you know not in sync. You know, maybe 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 you need a series before that. Um, well, from a yeah, I I guess to expand on that, like from an analysis standpoint. I felt like the teams that played their own game were the ones that won, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, Nip and you guys, Misfits, like you guys played your own strengths against each other and like you guys came out on top. And I think that that was like the, what set the tone for the rest of the tournament because like you saw FaZe and Rogue go against each other. I don't, I forget who Rogue played the game before that knocked them into lower bracket, not Rogue, Reunited. Reunited got knocked into lower bracket early. And I feel to NIP and NIP was just playing their game, but then Rogue or Reunited tried to beat them like with their own comp. Like they tried to do the four two into the four two, and like that never works, especially against Nip. Like Nip knows that comp through and through. And then you saw Rogue and you guys. I felt like Rogue tried to beat you guys again with your own comp, but it was your guys' comp. Like you guys had established yourselves as like, okay, we're running this May Reaper Zarya, and we are gonna like after you had beat Nip, it was like yours, I would say. And then I mean, they we did lose to-, to Rogue in the group stage, so. Yeah, it was yeah, two yeah. zero there, but we played other comps like we experimented. Mm, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. And then when you guys came into the finals, I felt like Envy didn't have a plan for you guys. Like they were like, "What is this team doing? Like they're not running tanks, they're not running McCrees, they're not running tracers. Like how do I beat this?" And I felt like when they were, came out with the Roadhog, like that just like if I were you guys, I would have felt so confident. Like you see that, like he played an incredible played Roadhog, incredible Roadhog, Roadhog though, dude. He went nuts, but. At the end of the day, unless he's hitting consistently a lot of hooks, like your guys' comp, I felt like just straight up beat them. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but the, the thing is, like, we knew they would try to counter it with uh, like fire up, fire up mercy. So, like, on few moments, like we didn't even g- pick the May because we knew they were gonna go fire us. So, mm-hmm. Like in Kings Row first defense, we just put Nevix on McKee right away, and like, because the only weakness really is the fire. But at the same time, fire doesn't deal enough damage fast enough to get kills so like you can even run like nothing to counter uh, yeah. Farah. Yeah. just kill others fast and win eventually hmm. but it, it's cool. like on the king of the hill like we lost the first king of the hill because like in before the game i said okay so if our like cancer comp as people call it with like genji tracer etc <laughs> uh doesn't work i uh, will do the may comp so like as we started losing people just oh let's swap let's swap but, like we just were in between so many comps, but for the second time on King of Dale, I just said no. We're playing the cancer comp towards the end, even if we lose, and then we don't even run Anna. Like we do Senyata in that. Did that Senyata was so good, man? Like it, it paid off so hard. I felt like I felt like that was what differentiated you guys a little bit more. Was you guys were more stable in what you wanted to do? Like um, Envy's comp didn't have a lot of synergy. I felt on Koth. Like did you guys feel like it did? Because like they would nano boost the Winston, mm-hmm. right? But would you like? Was that scary to you guys? Like, I I didn't find it too intimidating. Um, and if Time is not hitting like a million hooks per Koth map, then they're not getting the kills on you guys. Like, I felt like you could. Actually, I want to go back. Like, I'm off topic. I'm all over the place. How did you guys feel on King's Row when you guys capped? I lost. Uh, no, like first, capped the first. Time? No, when you capped the four oh, minutes, when oh, like yeah. one person snuck on the cart. We were, uh, me and Sue were running out, and then he then just goes, I'm capping, I'm capping. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, he got it somehow. Because if, like, we don't cap it there, it's probably like a minute, minute two before we can cap it, because, like, they had ults and stuff up. So Yeah, it's the difference between winning and losing a lot of times, too. So that's. You know. 
And you guys needed that ten seconds or whatever it might have been the oh, minute. Yes. The <laughs> that's what like, I mean. That, that's why it's that's why it's more incredible. Like yeah, because was... on the king's row, like then in the overtime when we just had kept the first point, it took us the full four yeah. minutes to do that. So yeah, yeah, I did definitely notice though. Uh, we're all over the place. Going to go back. To <laughs> whatever. We're just I talking definitely about did notice that you guys <laughs> picking Senyata there because if you look at the hero pick rates throughout all of the OW Open finals and playoffs. Zenyatta was at the very bottom of the barrel, but you guys picked him on King of the Hill, and it just seemed to work so well for you. Was that was that a direct response to the Roadhog in a way, or or was that always part of your plan? Well, this is the comp we've been running for like months and months uh, on Cot, and like we played Envy a bit on the boot camp, and uh, like they played this tank comp with Anna. Uh, and like we noticed, because they played Reunited, and then Reunited played us, and then they were also using this tank comp. So everyone swapped to that because like envious were beating teams with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like you just gotta, like with the Senyata, the thing is, if you just all focus the Discord target, you'll kill him. And yeah. the thing is, soon can kind of solo their Ana, while uh, Tailspin can't solo the Senyata. Like Senyata is really strong in that one v one. Even so, like, even in that, and I guess to build on what you're saying, like. The Soon versus Tailspin matchup was so unfair. Yeah, you know, like you have Soon with a Harmony Orb running around, and then you have yeah, Tailspin no, potentially no. discorded with like no remote heals. Like, on, unless Chips is hitting him with bullets from across the map, which is like super hard. Like that that Tracer matchup just becomes so high in your favor. And like, like yeah, like you were saying, like you just discord the Roadhog, and suddenly your Zenyatta's like feeding charge off of him. Like, I don't know, yeah, it, it was like really nice seconds if you just discord him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they kind of mix between. Uh, Monkey Saria Rodog and then Reinhardt Saria Rodog. It's definitely harder to play versus the Reinhardt, but then like they stack up so so much. But when they play the monkey, they kind of spread out naturally, and our comp is really good when like they spread out because yeah. we are just flanking all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the. I mean, it became the soon show eventually. That oh, he went, he sure. went insane. That guy yeah. went insane. Especially when when uh, Taimu wasn't able to keep him in check, and he, when he was keeping him in check, I mean they were amazing hooks, right? When like some of those games that Taimu had, but it required that amazing play for every single game for to. to yeah, Taimu's hook accuracy in the first cop map insane. was like some. It was something out of like a movie, like. It's that like entire series 90%. on the call was just a <laughs> yes. was just a frag video, in my opinion. Like you could just watch that back from Timeus POV, and you would think that it was just a single frag video from Roadhog or something. Yeah, and, and I think that that was that was insane. And every one of those those kills were huge kills because soon we were just again like gone off on uh, like we saw on like, so, like the the second King of the Hills and, and even some of the other maps. So that that was definitely uh, in your favor for sure, at least percentage wise, that it was going to work in your favor and. And uh, obviously it did. Um, okay, so why don't we talk? Uh, why don't we transition a little bit? Why don't we talk about the viewership? So uh, you know, there was some people were talking about afterwards, and, and given this is like the biggest Overwatch tournament, 300K tournament, we, we were expecting, or at least some people were expecting, just enormous numbers. Uh, so the numbers did. I don't know if they officially came out or not, but I think the folks that, that were watching online could tell it was in the 40K range. You know, so, somewhere in the 40s. And then of course on TV, the ratings were, uh, I think officially, what is it? It's like. Point three, something pretty small. So it, it's not. It looked like. Uh, I think it said two eighty k. Two eighty k. Yeah, two eighty k. Point one three. I think was the the actual rating itself, which means nothing to me actually. But two hundred k. Two hundred eighty k. We're watching, which um, was was more than some of the CS:GO uh, broadcasts in the past. Not necessarily the finals, but some of the other group you know stages and things like that. So um, something there. But overall, what did you guys think? Were you, were you guys disappointed with the viewership? It's kind of what you expected. You know. 
you could kind of expect that the finals wasn't going to have as good viewership as it, as it potentially could on Twitch because on Twitch viewership builds over time. Uh, the tournaments that do really well, um, you'll see during top eight, during the playoffs, during championship Sunday, they have a couple of matches. They have four five, six matches and those, it builds and builds and builds and builds. And as soon as the grand finals comes on, it starts peaking, especially if the matches are really good and the sets go really long. If you have best of fives that go into the last match, you know, that that's how you get good viewership on Twitch. So I could already tell you ahead of time that uh, a Friday evening, first of all, terrible for Europe. Europe can't really watch. Yep. Um, second of all, it was only one best of five. And over the, what, what was it? Maybe two, two and a half hours at most. Uh, yeah. So that's just not what typically explodes on Twitch. You need to have that huge, long uh, ramp up. Uh, but you did mention that the TV ratings were slightly better than CSGO. Uh, CSGO's average for E-League, which is cool. Uh, glad to see that and glad that those viewers were able to tune in. Uh, but I have no idea. Like TV numbers make no sense to me. <laughs> it's hard to even compare. App- You're not even comparing apples to apples. It's like two different completely different ways of measuring uh, viewership. So I, I can't really comment onto that too much, but the fact that uh, probably at least a quarter of a million people tuned in is pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I could see that Twitch was not going to have crazy viewership from, from a while. So uh, expect it, I guess, on your end then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> of course, I'd like to see more. Uh, I was optimistic, but not, not unexpected, I guess. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the meta had any impact on that? I actually, uh, I actually don't think from it had anything no. to do with it. Mm-hmm. At least I don't. I don't know. Seb, what do you think? I. It's I hard for him to tell. I guess he yeah. didn't actually see yeah, it. Yeah, he wouldn't yeah. know. He was yeah. playing. I haven't yeah. watched any of the games. I, I thought it was weird, though, for them to go back to the European, like to get off European time after like the whole tournament had been played early in the day and then the finals were at night. Um, I don't know if I it was a mistake, like, but it definitely hurt the numbers. But that's Turner, right? Like they're, That's their yeah. scheduled slot, so there wasn't really much to say there. I think if they didn't like split up the regions, that would add viewership as well. Definitely, those games are so much more exciting. Like we play on the, we never played the energy ever. Like seeing that game is more interesting than seeing us play Rogue for the tenth time. Like even though that game was great, but that's true. That's true. I mean, that's what we saw at Gamescom, right? Um, I mean, we saw like the first round of Gamescom being like matchups between NA and EU. So yeah, uh, that that was that was really exciting. Yep. Overall, I think, you know, just 40K, it's, yeah, I mean, I think it had a lot to do with the, the time slot for sure. Um, but like you were saying. Wasn't Worlds on too? Yeah, Worlds was, was on. Worlds, I, I was just about to say. Worlds there was, was a lot on. of things on at the same time. Yeah, yeah, Worlds and ESL1, ESL1 NYC. Yeah. And, and, and like the Mars Dota League was going on too. So there was like a CS yeah. stream to compete with, a huge league, and then like a huge Dota stream at the same time. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so it was, there was a lot of traffic on Twitch for sure this weekend. Um so we'll see how the next one does. Again, I don't know what we're going to see because I don't think these Korean leagues will actually be a good measurement of it, uh, at least from the standpoint of Twitch. So it might not be until TwitchCon, I guess, until we, we actually get some kind of major Overwatch broadcast. BlizzCon, yeah. BlizzCon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. oh, I said Twitch. <laughs> BlizzCon, sorry. It's still TwitchCon on the mind. I think, BlizzCon. yeah, think BlizzCon is going to do fantastically. I mean, if you watched uh, some of the qualifiers for the uh, World Championship that's happening at BlizzCon, yeah. There were local, like, I, I don't even remember what languages it was anymore, but some of the local streams for countries that aren't even, like, top 10 countries on Twitch were getting, like, 6, 7K viewers on, on for a qualifier for the World Cup. Um, so that's going to yeah. be sick. I think we're going to have incredible international viewership. 
and uh, as long as we have a lot of global uh, international streams and you know, I think it's going to be super, super hype. I can't wait. People love it too. Like that whole international contention thing. Like people watch mm -hmm. the Olympics, even people who aren't interested in the Olympics, they just want to see how their like country does. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone, it's it's just a good event. Even World Cup. Like there's a lot of people who don't even like soccer, but if USA is playing a World Cup, like they'll watch World Cup. So I think that that's what makes, I think BlizzCon's numbers will be a lot better just from that standpoint. Um, I mean, from it's a competition. It's BlizzCon, it's man. BlizzCon it's, 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 it's like, the big I, show. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. 100K. It just, just BlizzCon, so. Yeah, for sure. No, you know yeah, what would be funny? You know what would be a hilarious storyline? Is if, uh, let's just, you know, like this Chinese from around. Let's just say Rogue just crushes everybody, right? Um, and and then we go to BlizzCon, and you have that full Chinese team, right, representing China, and then you have like you know obviously everybody else just like a hodgepodge of stuff. And let's just say the high Chinese team does well or wins the whole thing, and then everybody's gonna think the Chinese team, the, the Chinese Overwatch is like better than everybody. That that would be that'd be kind of funny. I it's yeah. IG Fire, right? IG Fire, yeah, it's IG Fire, and they're playing in. They're playing in that tournament, the APAC with mm -hmm. Rogue and NRG. So yeah. at least we'll be able to see them before, you know? <laughs> Teams don't know what's <laughs> going on going into it. But um, I guess if so. I'm Blizzard, maybe I throw in a patch right before BlizzCon, just shake it up, like get IG out of their comfort <laughs> zone. <laughs> That'd be sick. I, I want to see that. I don't know. I, I don't mind seeing it just because I think that, um, you know, at least the four of us, I would assume, want to, we want at least the product to be like on stage, something that's going to be highly competitive or at least going to be high-skilled games and not more yeah, fun yeah, yeah. games so that, that's when i'm i'm pretty confident that's going to happen at least in the last couple rounds of the tournament uh and you know i hope ig actually plays well. i hope it's like sweden ig and or whoever we just one of the top teams against ig and it's yeah. it's a high quality there's a lot of good teams Overwatch. there's a lot of really good teams in this world cup yeah, yeah. yeah. actually like, i mean zebosai you're you're going to be playing for team sweden yeah uh yeah. do you have any I don't know if we can talk about this or if you want to talk about this, but have you guys been scrimming? Like, have you guys been stratting? Are you preparing for it? Uh, no, no. Not, what, <laughs> I mean, obviously, whatever. you just finished the 300k. <laughs> whatever, yeah, or nothing. Not. <laughs> like, like, nah. like, we're not really going to do it either because, like, Twick is in Korea. Yeah. And then, like, so is Ships, Coco. There's no way we can scrim. But I, don't know, I think a lot of the games are going to be very one-sided, and I don't think the competition is going to be very serious. Like, we obviously want to win with... Sweden, but say like we're winning in a game, we'll pull out like weird shit. Like we even did that in the qualifier. We did six tanks pushing on the Mbani. Like I don't know. I think it's gonna be a lot of that. Okay. Okay. Well, hopefully not too much. You have, <laughs> you have some tough competition. I think Germany, Finland, looking really strong. Who's in? Who's your IGL? Right? Because that's what's gonna come down to. I think. I think this entire tournament's gonna come down to which country has the best in game leader. Is it you? Uh, I mean, it's if it's you, be, then you guys like, will be fine, right? Like, <laughs> you guys it's going to be this year, right? Like, I play Flex. And I don't know, like, it's kind of odd because we're all in different teams. We don't want to go in too deep. What, like, yeah, we exactly. play right, right. how we do stuff. I know how Zebo plays. He's going to call for his <laughs> Lucio speed boost right now. I've seen it on my World Cup team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like, uh, I'm not really calling for that team since I'm on... Uh, I'm playing mostly Saria. But, and, like, going over strats like people don't really want to go into deep because like we have envious rogue fanatic lg like we're so split so true yeah. it's fun actually seeing some of the the players playing alternate roles too like seeing some support players have to play play dps for their teams and things like that didn't time who play lucio or something for his team oh, i didn't see I that not sure that's a good utilization of but, but the, there. like the finnish team like they only they have like six dps players like they have oh to. that's all like they have Link's oh, played Reinhardt for them yeah oh god yeah 
All right, so that should be a lot of fun. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay, let's go into this, just, I guess, some of the production, just kind of finishing out, like, Overwatch Open. Uh, the you know, production, again, I, I was t- saying last um, episode that I think Overwatch Open, by far, the, the best tournament where it had all these additive graphics, you know, added the additive videos that showed, like, what the roles were, you know, just more accessibility to some folks maybe watching Overwatch for the first time. And I think... Honestly, I think that was probably one of the biggest things that made this tournament, I, I think, a, a step above everything. The studio's great. It looks awesome and all these cool screens and, and, and camera shots of you guys and everything. But but I felt like all that stuff in between was, was what really made it look super professional. I, I totally agree. As simple as it is, just having a slate that was like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, soon played these characters, yeah, exactly. these, these heroes over the lot of, in this best of five. He's played. He played like these six characters or whatever. Like as simple and as basic as that is, and maybe it's pretty easy for someone who watches a lot to remember these things. I thought it added just a layer of professionalism and and like just good level of data and info to the average viewer that they would never really have had otherwise. So I just like the prep work too. Like yeah. that. Uh, what was it? The cool Matt had to play Roadhog video and like the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forget what he was. I think maybe McCree, but. Stuff like that was really fun, or like just good to watch. I guess yeah, like it definitely. made it more. It just looked like a lot more. Um, you could just tell how well prepared and how much time went into it. And I think that, that was good. I also like. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about how good it is that that happened early. Like I want to like Overwatch is what like a year old. I want to say closed beta started close to a year from like this month. I think it was October, right? It's like end of October, so it's been like a year. Mm-hmm. And for this tournament to be happening now ups the bar for everyone else. You know, like OGN and APAC are going to have a lot to compete with. Even BlizzCon's gonna have lots to compete with. Like it has to be, everything has to be better now than E League. I think that that's what's really nice, be, just from a timing standpoint. Man, I, it's gonna be hard to be better than E League, but at least on the same level of E League. Yeah, yeah I just sure. mean like, yeah, it sets yeah, like, it sets a really big bar for tournaments coming up in the future, and I think mm-hmm. that's what's really nice too. Yeah, even spectating. I, I think spectating was was the best that we've seen so far too. And I know they had multicam set up with the director or producer what whatnot. But um, we probably still need some more, and you know I know they're coming out with more tools and everything, and that's 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 going to help with it. But um, but yeah, I mean it's definitely something to point out that it, it was better. Still a few times where it's just on Genji and it's just like oh man, it's a little too much for me. But like at least my eyes or whatnot. But um, you know I, I think they're starting to get everybody's starting to get used to to finding, especially the Reaper on it. I think I think they were very good on timing that a lot of times. You know before it was actually happening, so like Reaper sitting there hiding, and then he actually engages before the 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 Anna ult hits. So you actually just saw the entire sequence. So um, you know that they were catching that a lot better uh, as we were getting through the tournament. So kudos to them for that for sure. Uh, casting and analysis, just the whole desk. Um, you know there was a little bit of drama there, but just in general, like what do you think about? the whole whole thing there i was impressed with anders and similar to be honest with you at the mm-hmm. beginning of the tournament i like came in not really knowing what to expect with those two because mm-hmm. like i don't i don't really watch csgo religiously but i do watch csgo every now and then and the two of them have really good banter and like they play off each other very well and yeah. uh similar actually messaged me and was like oh thank you so much for like doing vods and stuff it's helping me learn the game so i wasn't really sure what to expect but the two of them i thought did really well and i was a little sad to see someone leave her I think he had a family emergency or whatever, but Mm -hmm. the two of them in my eyes were, I think what proves how good, like I didn't, I guess I didn't have an appreciation before this tournament of just like the concept of casting as a profession, like being able to translate between games. I always just thought like, Oh, this guy's a CS caster. Like he wouldn't be good in overwatch or something, but then like they came in and like they did their practice and the two of them just made it seem really 
professional and like they didn't try to say things that they weren't sure about they like they knew where they knew their roles and like they did very well and i was like super impressed by that entire concept of just like i'm a caster i will learn this game i can transition to this game and make it seem natural and like that was cool to me yeah frankly uh the hardcore fans are always going to nitpick the hell out of every single caster and that that's just how it's going to go uh and that's fine i mean that's that's Hardcore fans should push the casters to do as best as they can. But what's the primary role of a caster? It's to bring in new viewers. Really, mm-hmm. truthfully, like have an entertaining broadcast and carry the show so that it's entertaining to any kind of viewer tuning in. Uh, that is absolutely more important than having the most crazy in-depth analysis ever. I mean, that's what the analysis desk should be for in theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that they actually... Almost everyone did a really, really good job. I think one of my sleeper picks is Mr. X. I think he mm-hmm. played his role of the color commentator with ZP quite well. Um, you know, he he wasn't giving like the most crazy in-depth insight, but it just had a really good sound to it, really good flow. So I thought Mr. X did pretty well. Uh, obviously, Rachel's such a pro. She's been doing this for so long. She's so experienced. Uh, so she, she carried the uh, desk quite well. I thought Malik, uh, he, he was able to ask the right questions for sure uh and carry the interview as well so honestly all the talent i think did a, a pretty good job i forgot about him actually he was insane malik like all yeah. Of, yeah. he just he just made it seem so real you know i don't know like i've seen some interviews before from players and like they'll ask like questions but like sometimes they're awkward but he like kind of he has like an energy to him that i think is super impressive to me at least like he just makes it seem like he knows like he knew exactly what he was talking about he knew what the players expected to be asked like his questions were prepared he knew what to expect as an answer and like everything was just like i don't know on that stage i thought was perfect for him yeah he he won me over in the i mean i'll be honest like when i first saw malik's interviews i I thought they were you know i I thought it was like a a guy who really doesn't know overwatch but you know was were asking these questions and wouldn't know how they they were going to respond but as i watched more and more malik you know i i actually started to to see that he he actually does know Overwatch and I've and seen him on good. ladder like I've seen yeah, him yeah, in yeah. Master I think I have like, two ladder you mentioned yeah yeah so that plus his personality like I know what you mean like it's a Malik had his own element like it was a completely different type of personality it was a very more it was much more fun personality so like you know that's why we had the failed fish handshake and all this stuff I mean the, a lot of these things did happen because of, of just the, the the type of person like you want to shake his hand you know like forget yeah, whether or not you can exactly. you just want to so exactly right? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah so he kept the gun you know he, he definitely kept some of the or he added some of the comedy aspects to I guess to the whole broadcast which um you know I know E-League and, and, and whatnot they, they like that sort of thing um overall i thought rage i thought rage was awesome like you say that ben like rage does all these things or whatnot and but i just felt like in this particular you know like like her her role at least this last week when i was watching her i felt like she was like crazy pro and i mean if you don't hire rachel for any overwatch hosting stuff you're you're freaking crazy okay because like (laughs) you're not going to get better than rage and she plays this I game the, like crazy. The thing about too, Rachel, so. I, I'm really close friends with, with yeah, her. I've known her for many exactly. years, but exactly. she performs under pressure. The more pressure that's on her, the more she mm-hmm. performs. I've seen it so many times. So being on TV, obviously, pretty pretty good amount of pressure. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then the casters, I, I felt like the casters, and, and kind of follow up on what you were saying, Flame. I think you saw the difference between. Pro casters, you know, guys that are experienced, have done it a while, worked for these large organizations, and they have that refinement. 
that kind of throwing to each other, you know, kind of playing off of each other and that sort of thing. And yeah, you know, with, with Golden Boy, Mr. X, Anders and Sembler, you know, they don't, they don't know their games or they don't know Overwatch like they know, you know, the other games that they've casted because they just haven't done it enough, you know, and got enough time to really study it. But you could still see that refinement, you know, that we've been missing. And I, I think that um, it was it was definitely good to see that. And, and you know, mix that with ZP, for instance, who, you know, we, we has been casting for a long time. You, you, you can kind of see how, how it's starting to meld and what the future lies. And I, th- I think it's going to be awesome, like once we get there. Um, so, yeah, overall, I think they did great. I think, uh, you know, just the analyst does too. Obviously, a little bit of drama, but that was like I think blown out of proportion like by crazy crazy standards. absolutely yeah, oh my like, god it was ridiculous actually <laughs> god <laughs> damn it reddit what are you doing stop uh, it exactly but the fail you know failfish making it on fallon that was a, you know that's only elite guys like it, that would never have happened at any other tournament in my opinion it was because sure. it was on turner and elite that we, you know we kind of get some mainstream like that <clears throat> yeah so anyways Good stuff. Uh, why don't we? Yeah. Why don't we? Uh, let me take one question maybe from the chat just so we can have like one, and then we can wrap up after this, guys. Because you know, uh, kind of going over. So if you have any questions, go ahead and type it out on uh, Twitch chat, and then we'll we'll read out one that looks interesting. Any of you guys see one? Just go ahead and go read it out. Let's see if anybody has one. Waiting for the delay to catch up. Yeah, uh, I'm exactly. gonna. I'm just gonna ask Zebosai a quick question. Right, yeah, go for it. Out. Uh, what what's next for you guys? Do you have another the next tournament in mind? Uh, it does seem like there's kind of a lull right now uh, in tournaments. Yeah, since we didn't get invited to the Chinese and Korean one, I guess like we have a qualifier for DreamHack and MSI this weekend. So DreamHack is in November, and then the MSI event is in December. Okay, so, so like yeah, we still so have nothing a, coming up really yeah. soon. <laughs> like uh, not not this month, or we're three of us. <coughs> sorry, are flying to BlizzCon at the end of the month, uh, and then. We have DreamHack and MSI, so there's still like an event each month uh, for the rest of the year, so it's enough. You need a break, right? I would need a yeah. break. <laughs> <laughs> it takes some, takes well, some time. Eventually, you know it's going to be, you know, there, there's no off-season in eSports, guys. <laughs> like, no. And these other sports, so maybe enjoy the break while you, while you have it before the craziness that's about to start. So, uh, good stuff, though. Uh, let's see, in, anything else here? The people want to know when you're streaming next time, Zebusai. Yeah, I don't know. I still work a full-time job, oh. so I don't really have time to stream. Damn, dude, like, yeah. setting standards everywhere. Keep your full-time <laughs> job, win E-League, play exactly. Lucio, just command the best team in the game, arguably, right now. I don't know. I have quit my job, but like in Sweden, after you quit, you have to work for another three months. I'm not what? out until like December. Oh my God. That's uh, like, crazy, I, it's man. It's stupid. Like, I don't mean? do it if it work. I watch VODs. That's like, what need, I do. They need three work. months to find a replacement? Is that what Yeah, that is? pretty That's much. That's really weird. Let's see. Do you guys? Okay, so here's one for Zeromus. Do you guys think that with the buff to Anna's grenade, that Zenyatta will fall further out of favor as the as the flex pick instead of Anna, especially with the prevalence of Anna Reaper running around and work in the the uh, Overwatch Open? Yeah. So you think that the buff will will make Zenyatta even more um, less run? Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean it's also map dependent too. Like um, on payload maps, you will see more. Anna um, all the time just because of the prevalence of fights and how easy it is or how hard it like fights have to keep happening on payload I would say yeah so to have that constant nano boost like back to back to back to back regardless of the nuke size like it's still really good I think that Anna falls short on Koth depending on your composition which is why we saw Misfits like come out on top pretty handily on Li Zhang 
mm-hmm. um, with their Zenyatta versus the Ana, which I think people were like, oh my god, they're running Zenyatta. Like, what patch is this? Um, <laughs> but I think that the, I think that it makes until that there's something done about the rate at which the Nano Boost comes out, and even just the strength of the combinations that you can run with it. Like you Nano Boost the Reaper, you get a couple kills. You Nano Boost the Reinhardt, like suddenly there's a raid boss everyone has to deal with. Like I think that until those combos become a little bit less scary, then you won't really see Zenyatta. And again, like you're right, the you pop Transcendence, and if you don't have a Reinhardt shield to block the nuke, then suddenly your Transcendence is just like... It's nothing. It's, yeah, it's nothing. actually just nothing. Yeah. yeah. You're just down a hero that can't discord. Like, as like, it is now with the bomb, you can't really hit everyone. Like, so you can send out the ult, then you maybe, like, get one or two with the debuff. But when they buff it, you're going to hit everyone constantly. That's crazy. And, like, one or two is no still good. Like, <laughs> one or two yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the key, <I> know, <laughs> right? The key guys. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, I mean it, it's she's definitely gonna I mean first thing first thing, this is only a PTR patch. It's not necessarily going live as as it is uh, described. Um I, I do think though that even with the the uh the nuke buff coming, uh potentially coming, I think the the number one thing that needs to be addressed is her alt. Um the the rate that it builds is so fast, uh, the combinations yeah, be, yeah. with Reaper are too strong. Um so I think until that's addressed, I think it's going to be tough for Zenyatta. Um, but I also want to remind everyone that this particular com- combination, if you're just tuning into the show now, Zebusai talked about this a little bit uh, a little while ago, but, but the co- the prevalence of this Reaper Ana thing is two weeks old. It, ha- yeah. it was defined and like became the prevalent meta like two weeks ago. So it's very, very new. <laughs> I think people will find ways to counter it. The meta will shift inevitably it always does it always will there will be patches their teams will figure things out uh and i think my take home message there is uh i i know i'm kind of ignoring your actual question i apologize (laughs) but the meta shifts wildly like on a week-to-week basis so i think that's just going to keep happening yeah it wasn't even that long that we didn't have ana at all so i mean we're just i think we're just getting into the you know just ana being prevalent in the meta and, and how people are adjusting and whatnot um, well, that's, I guess, I guess to build on that point, it's, like, hard to know, right? Like, Zebo is probably feeling the opposite. Right? Like, you've seen Anna. Like, you guys have been scrimming it for, what, months? Like, a month or two? Like, they've been they've been running that for a while. It's just you don't see it until the tournaments come out. But, uh, actually, like, with Anna, like, we didn't run Anna. Like, uh, you didn't. All. Yeah, you didn't. Like, a week prior to the event, we picked it up. It was only, like, in <laughs> Europe, Crazy. NIP ran it a lot. And then during, mm. like, the qualifiers and all, people noticed that. And then people started practicing with it. Mm-hmm. But like I know I watched some vods like with NRG playing like triple support with Ana versus like Envy right. or something, right. and it just didn't work at all. Like I don't know, everyone thought Ana was like too weak. It's just you dive her, and she dies, and with a Senato ult you save your whole team. Same with the Lucio, it's not worth swapping. But now, yeah, everyone has changed their opinion now. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> True. it's amazing really how, fast, how yeah. meta works that way. Yeah, and I'm sure all the designers are smiling. Just probably smiling and. And and uh, Zan and all them. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's going to be it for the questions and uh, probably for the show. So Zeb, is, it was awesome having you on the show, man. It's kind of last minute. I was hoping to get you on, but I had to, you know, make sure you get online first because we decided last minute to to add another onto the show. So thanks for coming on, man. Any shout any shout outs you want to do, yeah, or do you? Yeah, shout stream? out to Misfits for supporting us, and uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's just Zeb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely always good. Here, I'll, I'll type in the Twitter on in the chat here. 
in case they missed it. Uh, Flame, any uh, shout-outs or where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitch. I'm on YouTube right now. I put up a lot of analyses. I've gotten some good feedback from people. So if you haven't, if you want to learn some competitive Overwatch, check out my YouTube channel. I think it's Flame Six One Seven. But yeah, shout out to everyone I guess on stream that came here from my Discord or just from me in general. Um, my stream's grown so much in the past week; it's like overwhelming That's me. Like awesome. I, because like I feel like I'm not the most positive person in the world all the time, but like I'm getting so much positivity thrown at me that it's. It's like changing my mentality. You're a much bit. more positive on it's this like, show, um, man. That's why. I, I mean, I'm I positive like in general when I'm not yeah. behind closed Discord doors. But right, right, um, exactly. So yeah, like I, I don't, I don't know how else to thank everybody that supported me the past couple of weeks, but it's been overwhelming. And I guess shout out to everyone who's been there. Yeah, it's great, or, man. Awesome, physics. Yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in, and thanks Chris, of course, for putting on the show. Uh, huge congrats to Zebasai and Misfits in general. Um, I, I, it's been awesome to see you guys rising like this. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't think this was gonna. I didn't, especially after Gamescom. Like, I, I would have been a naysayer, but you guys turned a lot of heads and uh, definitely deserve uh, the win in the biggest Overwatch tournament yet uh, in terms of prize pool. So, big congrats to you guys. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'll tweet about Overwatch stuff as well as Twitch stuff. That's it. Yeah. Thanks to three of you guys for doing the show today. And again, yeah, Zeb, obviously, congrats for, for the win. And I will say that I, I believe Jason and Mitch have always believed in this, you guys. So those two, have, uh, I think, have always picked you as like uh, the top EU team, I believe, even at GamesCon. So um, I, I know they, they probably believed that, that you would pull it out. Uh, so anyways, big, you know, congrats to that and, and all the success that you had recently. And uh, Ben, great to have you back. Flames, always a pleasure. Be love to have you, you know, even more on the show if, if, uh, if you're available. And everybody that watched, thanks for uh, watching that. You can catch the VODs at youtube.com slash soon after. Sorry about all the tech issues. Like, broadcast, the broadcaster had some issues early on, so I'll probably have to edit the VODs and the audios a bit just to, to make it, like, less staticky for you guys uh, whenever you do listen to it. If you're on iTunes, it'll be out tomorrow. And um, thanks to all the folks that, that have left uh, really nice reviews and five-star reviews. That really helps out folks finding the the podcast on itunes and that's going to be it guys for this week so for zebasai flame fish sticks and myself cham mv we'll see you next time later later thanks for having me